0: And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant or exorbitant or take a whole lot of time. It's just got to be consistent.
1: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Loan Officer Growth Podcast, the podcast that helps loan officers grow their business and increase their income and success. Today, we have Rick Koenig on. It's awesome to have you, Rick. Uh, Rick has. uh, We were just talking, you've been in the industry over 30 years. You're a coach with the mortgage marketing animals, which is awesome, awesome group, dear friend of mine and all around awesome person. How you doing, man?
0: You know, I always answer, I'm always good. And my joke is, boy, that really just pisses my wife off. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I said that to somebody in a coffee shop or something one day and her head popped up and the reaction to something different was amazing. Yeah. And so for years now, I've always said I'm always good. So I'm always That's good.
1: Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because people usually answer the same way. How you doing? Oh, good. How are you? You know, it's Kind of yeah.
0: And inviting. when you you give a little inflection, I'm always good, man. They'll just look at you like, what are you doing in your life? You know <laughs> what I'm doing in my life? I'm not letting anything get me down. So
1: there you go. Great, great outlook, man.
0: So so
1: kind of necessary
0: you... in the mortgage industry right now, isn't it? You know, very keep your true, head up, look at true. the good things going on.
1: A lot of good things going on, right?
0: I think it's amazing right now, you know, and amazing is one of those words. It can be amazingly bad or amazingly good. And I think right now you have to look for uh, the good in everything that we're doing. And if you have that attitude, you know, if you measure yourself on a daily basis that you got up, you did what you need to do. And even if what you need to do didn't accomplish where you want it to be you have to look at how much you did accomplish. And uh, in fact, our leadership just had us read the book, you know, Gap and Gain. And it was very interesting to read that book and understand where people are and how they're looking at success right now, or even how they're looking at, you know, just what's going on in their business life and their personal lives. So it was kind of eye-opening to me.
1: Nice. Yeah, that was, uh, what, I can't remember his name, but he also wrote who, not
0: how, right? Yeah. It's uh, Dan Sullivan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote who, not how. And I think there's another book that they have out right now and he does it he, with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And what's cool is I read the you saw me grabbing the hard copy. I, I have both the hard copy and then I did the Audible because on Audible they actually talk after every chapter so I thought it was kind of cool. So I read it first and then went back and listened to the Audible and now I've actually gone back to the book because it it kind of was that impactful so kind of neat.
1: Yeah, that that's very smart because it you get different things out of listening and then reading and it's amazing how you it's the same book but you catch on different aspects of it.
0: Yeah and as you get older, you know, um, I'm in my 60s now, you you uh, you, you sometimes you got to read it and see it two and three times before it sinks into your head solidly, you know. We've yes. got so much stuff we put in our heads over our lifetime that you know, sometimes you miss the the simplest thing that was right in front of you. So kind of kind of cool. So yeah,
1: you were saying right now is an awesome time in the mortgage industry and it's amazing because I know you coach some some, uh, loan officers that are having some of their best years this year.
0: What's, what's really interesting is, you know, I, we keep some really detailed charts on our people, which we didn't always do when I started coaching. So it's been really cool over the last year, we've been really tracking stuff better than we've ever tracked it before. And that's the first thing I'd tell any loan officer out there. If you're not tracking the activities that you're doing, you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what's working. So we've been tracking things like, you know, how many leads a person is getting on a monthly basis versus how many leads do they need to get to the number they want to get to to close the number of loans? Because the the mortgage marketing animals and especially the Freedom Club is really, taken the numbers, broken them down, and literally have almost turned it into a science that if you do this action, you do it this many times, it should produce these types of results. And when we're tracking our our clients, we're able to see it. The people that are tracking and having their best years ever are also doing the activities at the highest level of anybody. And it's it's just, it, the correlation is just, it hits you right in the face. It's like getting punched in the nose. Oh, you mean if I do this, this will happen? Yes. You know, just like when we were kids, you know, at least when we were kids, you know, when we were kids, if you did something wrong, you knew you were going to get a spanking from dad when he got home. Right. (laughs) I don't think that happens anymore, but you know, we knew if we did this, that was happening.
1: Yeah. That's amazing because so many LOs don't track their numbers. What, what do you think? What are some of the important, um, components to tracking what are some of the things they should track
0: you know first of all they need to really set up their schedules and make sure they set aside time to do the activities they need so like time blocking is really important so when you once you have that time blocked the the things that we are measuring the most right now is you know how many realtors are you calling and of course you know but the audience doesn't always know we call qualified agents, and those are agents doing at least eight or more closings in a in a, on an annual basis. And the number of realtors that are doing that, I, I think the number is down. What is it like? Four percent of all real estate agents are actually closing eight or more transactions a year. Amazing. So the number of the people that you're really looking at is low, but there are a lot of qualified people out there that you know you know are in your marketplaces or marketplaces you want to expand to. So the big thing is how many people are you calling? You know, how many people? And in our model, you know, it's a 12-week program trying to get them to pick up the phone, meet with us, learn about them and their business. And then another 12-week follow-up after we met with them, we call that like the post-coffee. So if you have to track the calls, the talk-tos, the meetings that you set, How many meetings are kept? And then you have to stay up with the people that are in those post coffees, you know, that you're, that you've been talking to. Right. And the other number that's really important to know, and this is one of the things we've been able to come up with is how many meetings do you need to have? You know, if you're just randomly, you got two this week, you got three next week, you got busy, you didn't get any the following week, you got six. What is your number? And so One of the things about working with a Freedom Club coach at the Marketing Animals is we can literally break your your business down. We can take how how much money do you want to make? How much are you making per deal? What's your average loan size? Okay, that takes this many transactions to get to your goal income. To get that many transactions, how many referrals do you need? How many applications have to turn into live deals? How many closings do you need? How many calls does it take to reach the agents to get the meetings that are required to have them start using you as a referral partner? And we can break these meetings down to where I can go down to the bottom line. Here it is. You have to have this many meetings, a weekly basis to do it in 90 days or to do it in 180 days. And when they can literally see those numbers right in front of them. You know, we hate to use the term realistic, but they can see that it is realistic that you can get there. I mean, it sounds so simple to tell somebody to achieve their goal that they want to get to, no matter what that goal is, that they need five meetings a week, seven meetings a week, 10 meetings a week. You know, maybe we come up with it's 19 meetings a week and you say... Can I physically do 19 meetings a week and run my business? Maybe not. Maybe we need to look at this model on a 180-day scale. And then all of a sudden it's eight or nine meetings a week.
1: Right. And
0: so by tracking your numbers, you know, it, it sounds very complicated, but it was very basic. How many calls? How many talk to's? How many meetings set? How many meetings kept? And do the follow-up. And somewhere during that point. Carl's number that we've come up as an organization is uh, what 16 or 18% of the people you meet with will eventually become a referral partner and from that you know we know how many people we need to meet we know how many people we need to talk to and you can you can get that set the number i've been looking at lately is month to date pre approvals versus how many pre approvals they need and the big number is how many pre-approvals are active and shopping on a regular basis. Because those pre-approvals, even though inventory is down nationwide and even though interest rates are up, there are still people who qualify to buy homes. Right. That house that finally comes on the market uh, you know, is going to spark them to go ahead and put a bid in. So we have to stay in touch with them. And I have seen people's numbers, you know, they've gone from, I'm, I'm looking at a chart over here to my right. Um, I have seen people's numbers go from 4 to 8 to 16 to, to 28 to 32. And it's consistently growing. And you're thinking, what? you know, have their closing numbers gone up? Some of them have started to slightly glow up. And all of a sudden, I have some people that in their in their fourth, fifth, and sixth months of growing this thing, I've had four or five individuals go from, you know, seven to fourteen, eight to eighteen. I've got one uh, this month. I think he's going from eight to eighteen. Wow. Uh, and this is in October. He's going to have eight to eighteen. And this has been a five-month buildup where he has been increasing every single month. In fact, he's a guy in the Houston market that uh, that uh, that you know very well. Um, you know, him and, and one of his employees are both my coaching clients right now, and they're killing it. You know, I I, I can I guess I can say his name is Aaron Saucier. Aaron is absolutely out there killing it. Yeah. But this guy when you look at his numbers and how many phone calls he and his virtual assistant which he probably got from you in your company <laughs> yep. um you know the calls that they're making the meetings that he's having is spectacular and now I'm looking at his numbers going okay now we got to convert more of those meetings into relationships and I think right. next time him and I talk in fact we're talking today um, we need to look at some of his numbers because he has done so much that he's he's exploding right now. He's in the literally in the middle of it this month, and it looks sustainable, and it looks like it's going to keep going. And I've got eight or nine people that are doing that right now. So
1: yeah, it's amazing. So the the follow up I think is key, right? And so once you meet with an agent, what does that follow up look like for our listeners
0: you know i think we don't we have a list of something like 71 ways to follow up with somebody you know the 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 easiest follow-up is that phone call the next week just picking the phone up and calling them and saying you know hey did you work or play this weekend how did things go anybody i can help you with and just you know have the conversation with them you know we have a lot of tools available through the organization that they, they can utilize uh, we have some free training called uh, "Agent Animals," where we can invite them to a weekly class with, uh, you know, gentlemen who's nationally known, Frank Garay, who yep. you know was part of the National Real Estate Post. And for old dogs out there like me, the "Think Big, Work Small" that came out, you know, they were like the first video marketers in the industry. Yeah. And and Frank has on somebody within the real estate industry every week that trains real estate agents on a new topic. So, you know, something of value. A lot of times people think I got to give them something of value. There you go. There's a free something of value that doesn't cost you anything if you're a member of uh, the Mortgage Marketing Animals and you can share with these realtors. And there's, you know, literally a hundred other things you can do. You can, you know, send out little gimmicky gifts. You know, Um, I've got one coaching client that, uh, he noticed that one of the people he was calling on was a runner. Well, he was a runner himself. So he stopped by the local running shop and bought this guy a pair of the socks that he uses and sent him to him and just said, Hey man, sure. Try these out. I use these when I run. I, I thought you might like them. It, it endeared him to that realtor to the point where this guy, you know, basically got half his office to start sending this one loan officer, wow. uh, you know, all their deals. So the follow-up can be as simple as a phone call, or you know, you can spend a little bit of money. Uh, if you haven't met them in person, meeting them in person is a great way. So if you did a phone call or a Zoom rather than an in-person meeting, you know, meeting them in person is a great thing to do, and just you know, sharing information with them. And it doesn't have to be anything extravagant or exorbitant right. or take a whole lot of time. It's just got to be consistent.
1: Yeah. And in, in something that they've thought about that's personal to that agent. Yeah. I love that. The sock thing. That is cool, man. <laughs> I
0: thought that was cool too.
1: Well, awesome. So what let's, let's go back a little bit. What, um, tell us how, how did you get started in the industry? I know it's been a long time, but I was in the the housing
0: industry. My family owned uh, an electrical supply and lighting fixture company. So we did lighting for a lot of the builders. And when I was 21, 22, still in college, I, I, there was a builder that broke away from one of the biggest builders in our, the biggest builder in our marketplace. And he was looking for a new lighting supplier. So i put together i mean back. this is back in you know like 81 82 i think it was 81 and i'm i'm taking file folders and cutting pictures out of a catalog and gluing them to them with the price and you know basically built these little models for each of their homes oh wow went out and met with this guy Uh, his name was henry fisher Henry's still around fisher homes here in greater cincinnati and they're national now and uh went through my whole thing, showed him our pricing, told him about how our family takes care of people. And guy went with me and I'll never forget it. When I was getting ready to leave, I said, man, I was going to bring my dad with me, but I thought I could do this on your own. And he said, I'm glad your dad didn't come because your dad wasn't the one that was going to be taking care of me in the long run. Hmm. And I, I never, I never kind of forgot that. Well, you know, 10, 12 years later, I'm, you know, 32 years old and just tired of uh running the company you know we had a great company we grew about five times the size that we were when you know we had started or you know when i pretty much was done with college and uh i just i was burned out and my best friend and a guy I was on the board of directors with at the home builders association said yeah, why don't you come to work for my mortgage company and mm. and i knew he was driving a nice jeep cherokee at the time he had a nice bmw he had a nice house Like, and hey, why don't I try this? So believe it or not, this guy, I walked away, you know, this is like 80, uh, 92. I walk away from a $75,000 a year base plus commissions uh, with my family's company for a $1,500 a month guarantee for three months that had to be paid back out of commissions. Wow. (laughs) So you know what I had to do. I just started making calls. I went to every real estate office. I talked to every real estate agent. I went to every builder's model. And, you know, thank goodness it just, it took off. And from there, I was there almost nine years. I just started recruiting people. Uh, I thought, man, this guy would be good working for us. And I would bring him in and hire him. I'd train him. And next thing I know, I got this little office uh, on the west side of town for this small local company. And we got five guys in there and we're cranking out $140 million a year when the average loan size was like 129000 139000 wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Cincinnati for you. You know, that that, that was our marketplace.
1: Yeah,
0: And, uh, you know, from there, uh, GMAC Mortgage, when they used to be in the mortgage industry, uh, shut down a whole uh, region. And they hired a new regional who called me up and said, "Hey, I need somebody to help me build something." And I was I was ready to do it. And from there, I helped uh, GMAC start their builder division. Uh, I was one of like nine guys across the country. They had some main guys at the corporate office, and we would go to the National uh, Association of Home Builder meetings in Vegas and in Florida. From there, countrywide, I met the guys that ran countrywide and their builder division, and I jumped over there and. You know, 2005 to 2008, when 2008, the world collapsed, I, uh, just like a lot of people, I lost my job. And one of my buddies who recruited uh, for us when I was at GMAC called me up and said, hey, man, I got this little company out of Michigan looking to grow. They're about 250 million. And we grew that little company for almost nine years. And uh, when I left, we were at about 1.8 billion. Went and built another company for three years, and then after that, I I met with uh, Carl and started doing a little work for Carl. I started doing a little recruiting, and gosh, it's almost two years ago. This coming March, where I went to Carl and said, you know, hey, I I think I'd like to go full time, coaching and and uh, and get out of uh, you know doing recruiting and running branches and stuff. You know, uh, what do you got? And, Back then, you know how busy we were, Carl said, how many people you want. <laughs> yeah. So, so long story short, short, I am now instead of an independent contractor, I'm a full-time uh employee of the mortgage marketing animals, coaching for the Freedom Club. And, you know, just loving it. So, you know, for me, I, I joke and I say this is my full-time retirement job, but it is. Right. You know, I've been able to take 30 years of experience and knowledge along with the mortgage marketing animal system, which is beyond belief, the way we've got it uh, broken down. Yep. And even for people that have been members in the past that uh, you know have drifted away, my goodness, the, the cost of a membership to be an MMA member, to have access to the tools that we have on our brand new website is worth every penny of it. There is so much stuff in there available to loan officers, branch managers, and teams that It's amazing. So, but that's, that's been my thing. So this is my full-time retirement job.
1: (laughs) Nice. What do you, what do you love most about what you do now?
0: You know, what's really cool is helping people to become successful and be the best version of themselves, because I have been blessed over the last 30 years in this industry to live a lifestyle that, you know, a lot of people don't get to live. And to enjoy it and, and have fun, you know, and, and there was the days, you know, where you had the house that, you know, you know, the story, they've got a moving van out in the parking lot and they have to leave. They're not going to have anywhere to sleep tonight. And we've all been there, but outside of those moments, I've just never done anything in my life where it just seems to be fun every day. Right. So I want people to enjoy that.
1: Yeah, that is awesome, man. Our time has flown. Um, Let me ask you one last question. What, uh, what words of encouragement do you have for loan officers listening right now? Uh, you know, kind of during the current times that we're in.
0: You have to stay the course. If you don't have a plan, you need to get a plan. You know, the best time in the world is, is right now today. You know, we have a lot of free things that we do at the, the, uh, MMA. We've got Loan Officer Breakfast Club every morning at 8.30 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. I recommend people to jump on there, learn about what we're doing, get yourself motivated. And at 9 o'clock, you pick up that phone and you start calling these realtors to to you know meet with them. And these aren't cold calls. A lot of these people we've known over the years. Right. For newer people in the industry, don't be afraid of the phone you know, there there's a lot of people out there that believe that there's a million other ways that you can get this business in without having to pick up the phone. You know, there's a lot of ways to get business in. The best one is this way. What did, what did we see between uh, realtor referrals and family, friends, coworkers, that kind of referrals, over 62% of all leads are coming from that way. Yeah. So why don't you use the best, most effective way? And if you're not a member of the marketing animals, my goodness, the scripting, the the you know the back and forth that we have on some of the videos of how to actually use the scripts is is just amazing. And what's funny, and I know you you know this, Richard, some of the most successful people right now and over the last 12 months, and these rates have been up what 18 months now since March of 2022. Uh, You know, we're looking at some of the most successful people being the newer people in the industry, no matter what their age, whether they're new and they're older or they're new and they're younger, they're coming in because they, they don't have all the preconceptions of, you know, Hey, I did this and I don't want to do that again. And these guys are being successful just by putting their pedal to the metal. So if I could tell them anything, just stay the course, be diligent. And if you are doing all right and you're growing a little bit and you're not losing, you know, you're not falling backwards, when this thing does explode and rates go down a little bit, inventory pops up, you're going to be in the driver's seat for just a phenomenal ride. And that's kind of the way it used to be. You remember, it used to be 18 months, interest rates up, interest rates down for another 18 months. And then they, so it was a three year rolling cycle. And we went from, you know, the 10s down to the sevens. And we went from the nines down into the high sixes. And we went from the eights into the lower sixes, you know, and then the government, you know, kind of got in after the crisis and artificially kept the rates down low for a number of years where we kind of got spoiled. And, you know, do you remember after nine eleven when truck and car sales just died? yes. And you remember what happened? Chevrolet came out with their, uh, well, I don't re- even remember what it was. It was, you know, Build Back America or something like that, or "or Take Back America. And they right. came out with 0% interest rates. They exploded. And then everybody had to do it. Well, then what was the next biggest problem in the industry? The next biggest problem was how do you get people off of 0% interest rates? <laughs> We're kind of experiencing that right now in a little different way. And so once people get used to interest rates are going to be in the five, sixes or sevens, you know, the, the world will come back around.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great advice, man. It's awesome talking to you, brother.
0: I appreciate you inviting me. Uh, you know, I, I'm probably the easiest guy to ask five questions to and take up 30 minutes. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that was awesome. I know that's why you have me on.
1: We'll have, we'll have another episode soon. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate you and thank you all for listening and we will see you next time.